Welcome back to our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. Should we introduce ourselves to our studio audience? Sure. Okay, I'm Oprah, you're Gail. How come you get to be Oprah? Because I'm always Oprah. Oh. I think I prefer being Gail. Yeah. It's much more high profile now. I'd, I'd probably be, you'd probably be. Let's be honest, Gail is a real journalist. True. Yeah. Oprah's not a, Oprah's not a real journalist. And we lost more friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So welcome back, like we said. Um, I just wanted to talk briefly about the Emmys because the nominations came out last week. And um, I wanted to say a huge congratulations to Amy Sherman Palladino for her Marvelous Mrs. Maisel nominations. Which I haven't seen, but Eleni gets mad at me because I haven't seen I don't get mad, it. I just think that you would like it and I want you to be a part of the story. <laughs> Didn't, I think there was another show that she did in between Gilmore Girls. Yes, and well, she did two. She did two, wasn't like. What are you talking about? Wasn't there one called Bunt heads or no, something? Not bunt heads. Bun heads. Bun heads. Okay. I was think close. they had a cake on their head? I was close. Okay, so she did bun heads and she did um, Jezebel something. Right. That one got canceled. After, they filmed seven episodes, but it got canceled after three. Okay. And I really liked it. And bun heads got canceled after a full season. Right. And, and uh, Kelly Bishop, Emily, was on bun heads Okay. As well. I think I might have seen a few episodes of bun heads. I did see when, a few episodes of When it was on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel just kind of sounds... It sounds obviously quirky because all of Amy Sherman Palladino shows are quirky in that charming kind of way. But like, I don't know. The premise just sounds kind of odd, like odd, like a little oddball and like doesn't appeal to me, but like Gilmore Girls is an oddball. Yeah, I know, but I probably <laughs> I probably like it if I put it on. So I just shitty. think you would like it. I'm not shitting on you, but that's it. So there's outstanding comedy series. They're nominated for writing, and then there's four actors nominated as well. Alex Borstein is nominated for supporting character, as well as Marin Hinkle, uh, Tony Shalhoub, who I love in this show. He's so great. Do you know Tony Shalhoub? Maybe. Okay. Well, we'll look it up after for you, and of course. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan was right. nominated as well. Did she win last year? She won la- every like the entire show won like okay. the show swept last year, um, and I think the the second season was a little bit slow in the beginning, but I think it really caught up towards the end, um, and I'm super happy for them, and I'm super happy that they're getting the recognition. Like, that Amy Sherman Palladino is getting the recognition that she obviously deserves, yeah. and that she never got in the Gilmore Girls years. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like every kind of diehard fan of a show kind of, like, will rewatch and be like, why didn't this get an Emmy nomination? Or, like, why didn't this actress get nominated for an Emmy for that scene? Like, oh, like, it's because it's so amazing. But I feel like when I, when I watch Gilmore Girls, like, I think, like, this is just really, like unique and fast-paced and in a way that no other show really was at the time then or now and it's like it just it doesn't like it doesn't baffle me why it wasn't recognized by the Emmys at the time but like looking back it's like they kind of missed out on at least getting a few nominations so the nominations that i always thought they should get was for writing yeah because like we said a couple of episodes before i think it was like groundbreaking in that um just the amount of words that they could fit into an episode. Yeah. I think their script was like twice as long as regular television show scripts because mm-hmm. they talked so fast. Um, do I think anyone should have been nominated for Best Actor or Actress? Maybe some seasons more than others, but the fact that they weren't, I wasn't like super crushed. No. I just think that writing-wise um, was where the Emmys missed the mark. Yeah, for sure. And that's it. And that being said, a bunch of... Uh, well, I don't know if a bunch, <laughs> but um, Melissa McCarthy and Alexis Bledel have gone on to win Emmys. True. Um, I don't think Lauren Graham has won anything major. No, 
Uh, I think was I think she might have been nominated for something for Parenthood. I, I don't, don't even think she was no. nominated. Maybe as an ensemble yeah, at the Golden Globes, I but I don't thinking. think individually she's been nominated. Um, and Kelly Bishop has won like theater awards, and so has Edward Herman. Um, but yeah, so I just think the Emmys missed the mark with yeah. the writing for Gilmore Girls. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because Amy Girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think from I think from an observer's point of view, like in the two thousands like the I don't know what's it called not the Academy but like the Emmy people the the, the, uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press no, no was it's like the no that's for the Golden it's, Globes it's, I think it's like the, the Academy of Television and Arts or something right, something, along, something along those lines I feel like like the, uh, the uh, we'll say the Emmy people I think they weren't really at the time they weren't really um, accustomed to how, like how to rate comedy dramas like dramedies at that and time and I think it's like, also it was, because it was on the WB right that too and yeah. I think like there I don't was, think people were taking WB no, shows very seriously back then they weren't but at the same time like I remember I think a few actors or producers from Desperate Housewives got nominated when okay. that show was on and like that show was obviously on ABC so that was different and had, well, it yeah, had yeah more, it's a major network yeah and it had more mainstream exposure but I think like it Remember, I think one of them, one of the actors was nominated for, like, Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, and I thought, like... Terry Hatcher, right? Terry Hatcher, or I think I'm thinking of Dana Delaney, who was, like, on it a few seasons later, I think. um, But I think Terry Hatcher was nominated, too. She was, but it was always, like, for a comedy series. Yeah, I know, I don't... And in my head, like, Desperate Housewives was more of a drama But that's it, I never understand. (laughs) Sometimes, even, like, the Oscars, I know we're going off topic, but even the Oscars, I never understand how they categorize things. Me neither. Um, some things are obviously comedy and they make them drama or vice versa and I think um, I think they also play around because they want to nominate who they want to nominate but again I just think they missed they missed a big opportunity big mistake yeah anyways that's what I wanted to say like in Pretty Woman big mistake huge big huge yeah well I wasn't thinking of that but now you brought it up (laughs) so now I'm thinking of it Okay. All right. So today we're discussing um, Rory's birthday parties. So yes. season one, episode six. I have a, I have a few. I have more than a few things in my notes. It started with I have episode. a lot. I have a few. I have more than a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you have? I have a lot. What do you got for of me? points about this episode in my notes? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I just say something <laughs> before before we do that? Um, because I found in a BuzzFeed article. Okay. BuzzFeed. You're getting so much traction from us. Um, but I think it's like they're the only like major news site that's still writing about Gilmore Girls. Yeah, because it's like it's a millennial kind of thing. I guess. Um, so BuzzFeed article from July 22nd, 2013. 23 best Gilmore Girl episodes ever. That would have predated the show being on Netflix too. So this was like before the show. Yes, this had, was before Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, number 22 out of 23 is Rory's birthday parties. And I'm just going to read to you why the reason. Okay. And then we'll go off that. We got to see We got to see a lot of complexities in the Lorelai Emily relationship in this classic episode. Not only did the world's most screwed up mother daughter team have an epic fight, but we also got to see a little bit of the hidden vulnerability in both women. Plus the second birthday party in stars hollow rocked. I don't know about that, but... I mean, I, I agree with, with the part about Lorelai and Emily's relationship. Yes, absolutely. I think, like, the line at the end of the episode where, with Emily and Richard in the car where she's like... So heartbreaking. She's like, she's right, I don't, I don't know my daughter at all. Like, that, yeah. like, that, that again, is like the first season and it's, and it's like setting the stage for what's to come later. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts? Sorry, I just had to get that in there. Right. To, like, set the stage. Um, so when I was 
rewatching this episode and taking notes, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I wrote was, is it part of Stars Hollow's comforting charm that it always inexplicably feels like fall? I feel like the, I feel like a lot of people have said that too. Well, it is October. Yeah, it is October. She's but, born in October. Yeah, and I feel like there's like there's, there's obviously a few episodes throughout the whole show where it's like it's obviously summer, it's obviously winter because there's snow, or like it's obviously fall. But I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of people have just commented in general that like Stars Hollow it always just feels like autumn. Well, here's <laughs> the thing I'll say about that because I have lived in a very small town. The only time that I feel like I wasn't being crushed by that small town mm-hmm. was during the fall. Because right. it's so pretty. The leaves are changing. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit uh, colder, so you put on a little sweater. Yeah. You go for a walk. So I kind of get it. <laughs> so maybe it's like part of small town charm in general that like fall has, I think has, so. has an appeal. Okay. Yeah, I think fall has an appeal in small towns. Okay. In the city, you don't really. Well, I still care. But I mean, I don't know. I felt. Like it I does. said, it like, was the only time that I didn't feel like. Okay. Yeah. I would I would take your word for it. Because, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's true. Now that you mentioned it, it does always seem to be fall. Yeah. But to be fair, Rory was born in October. True. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you off the hook, though. My second point I wrote was, Lorelai references Justin and Brittany in this episode, mm-hmm. which reminds everyone that Gilmore Girls is from the 2000s. Right. I don't know. Like, there's some episodes where I'm like... In case the fashion didn't yeah. give it off. There's, like, some, there's like some episodes where I, like, I don't remember what... I don't... Like, there's no indication of what year this is from. But then all of a sudden there's, like, a line, a, sh- a, sh- a shirt, a dress that's like, oh, right, this is from the 2000s. Right. I think, like, the line... In, the it, early 2000s. Yeah. So the 90s still have some influence. Exactly. And I think she was, like... Like, Roy was on the phone with Lane, and, she, and like, um, Lorelai walks in the kitchen, and she's like, Justin can't marry Brittany. I'll just cry and cry and cry. Yep. I thought that was, that was cute. Yeah, it was a little nice little reminder <laughs> that even though we're watching in 2019, yeah, this took place 19 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I wrote, Emily really shows her childish side when mm-hmm. Lorelai confronts her over the birthday party. Yeah. And I said, I wrote, what is it with conservative people and repressing their emotions? Um, so, uh, I was going to say something, I'm still going to say it, I don't care. Thoughts? Uh, Thoughts, thoughts are, I feel like the older you get, and Emily's not super old, but the older you get, the more like a baby you act. Yeah. When it comes to like arguments and stuff like that, and I'll just point to my grandmother. Yeah, I was going to say, you would know, your grandparents are notoriously difficult. My grandmother is a fucking baby. (laughs) Oh my god, she's a baby. So we got into an argument a couple of weeks ago over something like petty and stupid and whatever. And she didn't speak to me for a week. Yeah. Even though I was making an effort. And then she came downstairs one day and she was like, oh, hey, how are you? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, you're an 85-year-old baby. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, it's true. Like, I feel like when you get to a certain age, like, you don't, you're not comfortable admitting that you're wrong. Or you're not a, com- you're not yeah. like, you don't like confrontation. I feel like I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm just going upstairs and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, my grandmother was like that too. She was like, she wouldn't like get upset, but like, if she was upset with you, like, you'd know it. But like, she, it, would, it was just so passive aggressive. Oh my God, they love passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, um, my grandmother and my grandfather have been divorced for like over 50 years. Okay. Or maybe 50. Whatever. Like, it's been a fucking long time. Yeah. Several and, decades. Yeah. And every time my mother mentions to my grandmother that my grandfather called, she still <laughs> either makes a face, makes a stupid comment, and I'm just like, how old are you? <laughs> like, 
Uh, it's hilarious, but when you're not in the mood, it's not. And and the thing is, what we saw in this episode, when you're trying to have like an actual conversation with somebody and like trying to tell them how you feel, and they're acting like that, you just want to smother them with yeah. a pillow. And I'm not oh. sure. And I'm not sure so much that like in this instance, it's Emily being an old twat. I think it's more like. When I said, I think it plays a part. A part for sure. But I, I think, think for sure it's her personality. More her personality, than and I was wondering like. I'm probably typecasting when I say this, but I feel like there's a certain kind of white, older white woman we see on certain television shows where it's like conservative Republican with her pearls. Yeah, we don't like, talk about her feelings. And it's like we don't talk about her feelings. There's just like, there's just like certain traits that go along with we that. We don't listen to our children. With that character type. And yeah. so it's like... More about the image. Because yeah. if you remember, Emily gets mad because Rory, Rory kind of freaked out. Let's talk about Rory's anxiety for a little bit. I yeah. feel like she has a lot of anxiety, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. So would I in that in that situation? One hundred percent. But Emily Emily gets mad at her because she kind of raises her voice and says like These are your guests. I don't have anything to say to them because she's getting a little anxious. And I can also relate to this because sometimes in my family too, it's more about what are people gonna say. Yeah. And what does this look like to other people than more about like, well, how is my child feeling or grandchild and why did she act like that kind yeah, of thing? You def- know what I mean? Definitely. So it's more about appearances. And definitely I think you hit the mark the, the nail on the head when you said like con- older conservative women like clutching their pearls. Yeah. I can't deal with your feelings right now. I have a room full of Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not gonna deal with it either because after because you sh- you hurt my feelings. <laughs> exactly. So it's like So it, let me hurt yours. <laughs> so it's like exactly it's like it's like a bubble of emotional repression. And yeah. I must and I must say one thing because whenever <laughs> whenever I reference like someone being emotionally repressive, just like, okay, or like let's repress our feelings, like I always think back to I'm gonna reference it again an episode of Desperate Housewives cause like one of my all time favorite shows so it's like I think it's in season 7 so towards the end of the show where Brie and her son Andrew who are both alcoholics she's taking her son to AA for the first time and she's like forcing him to go like he doesn't he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to accept that he has a problem etc so like she wants to she wants to make it easier on him so she's like let's pretend we're not mother and son so they go into AA and they're like supposed to be like two strangers actually and, anonymous <laughs> yeah and so like he said like he goes like oh okay fine I'm Elvis like his name's not Elvis so he's like making a whole charade and so he doesn't, he doesn't really want to share but like everyone's kind of forcing him to share and he's like so what like why are you like this and so he kind of like reflects back on how difficult Brie was when he was younger yeah and like she he's like criticizing his mother right in front of her but like no one knows that it's his mother right yeah. so he like cu- keeps saying things and Brie comes back with like well maybe I was just, maybe she was just trying to like you know build your potential or like help you or like keeps yeah. like f- like they keep like firing back and forth and then like he he says well you know it's kind of hard when you live in a bubble of emotional repression and she says well some some, some emotions should be repressed yeah and I Sorry, I just kept thinking back, like, how do you know Bree's Republican? And I remember watching an episode where um, she was, like, refusing oral sex. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't do that. I'm a Republican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just came to mind. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a very uh, well-known moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, I think um, takeaway from this is old people are babies. Old conservative people are babies. I don't know if my grandmother's conservative, but so I'm just going to stick with old people are babies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, any other thoughts before I jump in? And as, as I already said, my next my next note was, your heart can't help but break when Emily and Richard come to Laurel and Rory's house and, like, Emily admits she doesn't know her daughter at all. 
Yeah. Or like she walks upstairs and goes like into her closet and she's like cast. Or when she picks up the the picture of her in a cast yeah, and she's like, she's "Well, like, what do you mean you were in a when, when did you break your leg?" you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I remember uh, Richard's face during that time when he's like looking at his wife and he's like, "Well, what's wrong?" And she says it. Yeah, that is really heartbreaking. But coming back to the beginning of the episode. Okay. Um because it kind of ties in. So I wrote down that Lorelai feels like her mother is finally making an effort for the first time because if you remember, this is the episode where she serves pudding right. out of her crystal goblets or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she and Lorelai go shopping. Yeah, and so she and Lorelai eventually go shopping for Rory's birthday because Emily wants to get Rory something that she's going to like and she even tells her, I want to get her something that you know you would get her. So Lorelai finally feels like her mother's making an effort. She's like, think pudding. Like, you you know what? You made an effort to, like, listen to us. Yeah. Shut up, emails. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, you made an effort to listen to us. You know, we like pudding, this and that. So um, I was like, oh, yay. I remember first watching it and being like, oh, turning point, but not really. Um, and so then when you finally get to the end of the episode. No, well, not even at the end. When they have their fight. Mm-hmm. Like, Lorelai was so hopeful and then like she tells her you're doing the same thing to her that you used to do to me yeah um and they have that big argument but i also like the scene with rory and lane where lane's like oh what like what's wrong like it's your birthday why aren't you why aren't you happy i'm getting old yeah and she's like i'm getting old and she says like She's kind of upset that her her grandmother's thrown, thrown her this party with and invited all of her all, yeah, the, all so the people from we Chilton. should mention yeah exactly we should mention that the reason why um, Rory is so upset is because not only does her mother her mother her grandmother insist on having like Friday night when it's her actual birthday like she wanted Friday night for Star's Hollow birthday party not only does she insist on throwing her a party that day um, she also invites all her Chilton not even friends like no. acquaintances without asking her yeah and Rory tells Lane like she just went ahead and invited all those kids and she didn't even ask me and at that point like Rory didn't, does not get along with anyone at Chilton no so it's like no. not comfortable and then she doesn't want to tell her mother either because she's like oh my mother was so excited about the pudding they're <laughs> finally getting along they went shopping together yeah doesn't she say like Rory says like I can't tell her because of the pudding and Lane's like oh right the pudding yeah what, of course what? the pudding what do I think <laughs> yeah so um yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a sad episode, I find. Even yeah. though it's a really good, it ends up being a good episode. Um, in terms of like, I I thought you got to see a little bit of the dynamic between like, the divide between that rich conservative life and like the home she's made for her daughter and like this fun, happy go lucky town. Yeah. Um, it ended up being a sad episode for me, of course, because of the end scene, but also because Emily. So I wrote down that Emily thinks she knows her daughter so well, and Lorelai thinks like she doesn't know me at all. And then in this episode, in this episode, Lorelai is like, "Well, my mom, maybe, maybe she does know me a little bit." Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, Emily goes, "Maybe I don't know her at all." <laughs> so they're kind of stuck where they always were. And um, I'm not sure that like Emily thinks she knows her daughter. I think Emily thinks she knows her daughter like in her head kind of thing like she knows like she knows how she knows how Lorelai's brain is wired in her own context like she knows like she you know what I mean like she like Emily thinks she knows Lorelai in the context that Emily knows what Lorelai you know what I mean I disagree okay I think that Emily no like thinks she knows her daughter like mm-hmm. even living in Stars Hollow even after not having seen her for all these years I think she th- in her head in her mind thinks of course i know my daughter i know my daughter super well i know why she does the things that she does true case in point i think if you remember 
Emily was the first person to call the Lorelai Luke situation. That's true. Okay. Yeah, so she knows her daughter by nature, shall we say, right? Like yeah. her, her motives. But that's what I that's what I mean when I say her daughter, like she know she thinks she knows her daughter super well. Okay. Um and if you remember, this is the first point this is the first time in the whole series, well obviously we're only six episodes in. But it's the first time in this season also that we kinda get a Luke Lorelai vibe. Yes. Right? And it, the fact that it's Emily that brings it up for me is quite telling because I'm like, yeah, she knows her daughter. She knows, like. Yeah, like Laura, like um, Luke was bringing ice. Yeah. And, like Emily just sees him for literally two seconds at the yeah, door. Yeah, it wasn't like, even like. She's like, oh, you're dating him? Like, it's yeah. like she knows. How long have you two been dating? Yeah. She's like, we're not dating. She's like, well, he looked at you like you're a piece of meat, like a porterhouse steak, whatever the fuck she said. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. See, these are things you don't notice the first time. No, and that's kind of, I guess it's like, a, like you can kind of trace that back to like a mother's intuition. Maybe like a, I mo- think so. like a mother knows her daughter on a base level no matter what changes in but your that's life. What the, yeah, exactly. So I think, um, yeah, like you said, she knows her daughter by nature. Um, but I, I just found it interesting going back and looking at it, seeing that like, oh my God, it's Emily who kind of picked it off for the first mm-hmm. time. Up until that point, we haven't had, well, they've had very little interaction, but I think we haven't had the sense that they would yeah. get together. It's the first time that we get the sense that like, oh my God, maybe something's brewing. Yeah, I think so, it's, yeah. It's also sad, like, it's also sad on another level, not just, not just because, like, Emily says, like, or realizes she doesn't know her daughter at all, but it's also sad because, like, there's such a stark contrast to the party on Friday to the party on Saturday, so it's, like, Emily and Richard walk in, they see, and and, like, I don't think before that moment that they realized the extent to which they created a whole community and a whole, like, chosen family in Stars Hollow, so it was... Well, Lorelai even says, like, when she tells... Suki, my parents are here. And mm-hmm. Suki goes, well, when was the last time they were here? Never. She's like, they've never been here. And so I was kind of, that's upsetting to me because, um, so again, we don't know the backstory. We don't know if Lorelai invited them. We don't know like what happened. But to me, if your child runs away at 16 years old, and then finally, I don't know what at what age Lorelai bought the house, whatever. But, like, you've been away from your child for so long. And she even says they would come visit us occasionally when we lived at the inn, whatever it is. But then, like, your child bought a house. Like, I feel like no matter how much you don't agree with their decisions, that they ran away, whatever it is, there's still a child at that point with a toddler or whatever it is, however old Lorelai was when she bought this house. Like, go visit your child's house. I was kind of mad at them in that moment. Emotional repression. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying, like... Yeah, but that's the thing. It comes back to, like, you're such a baby. Like, go visit your child's house. Whatever happened, happened. You know exactly. what I mean? And again, I don't know if, like, Lorelai invited them and they didn't come or, like... But I feel like even if your child didn't invite you... Yeah. It's, like, how young... How old is she? Like, I come think on. it was, like, nobody really... Nobody was really willing to make the first move. Yeah. And also, can we go back to what you said about Lorelai's line, which is, like, they've never been here. They used to visit us when we lived at the inn. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm assuming kind of off topic but I'm assuming when they lived at the inn um, Emily and Richard did not know they were living no in, I don't in, think they knew that they were living in the, sh- the, 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 the tool shed or whatever okay it was. because like then in the future episode that we're gonna get to later mm-hmm. like Emily like Roy shows Emily the the, the pot sh- the potting shed where they used to live and she was like traumatized yeah, yeah, yeah. She, so I'm assuming when they visited the inn they no, didn't I'm know. assuming like in my head they would like visit very tersely in the dining room and that's Pro- it yeah know? like on Lorelai's break and that was it you yeah, know probably. which would make sense seeing knowing what we know and seeing what we, we've seen but I just think it's really like shitty of parents like I don't 
look i'm not a parent but i think that no matter how much your child upsets you like you're their parent yeah you and have I, to reach out and make an effort I think, i'm not saying like if they murder somebody like, yeah. but, like if something's super like I th- yeah you know what i mean i just think that you as the parent you as the adult need to make the first step this is maybe why i have such a hard time with my grandma maybe <laughs> It's like I th- therapy. I think in the context of what you're talking about, like making the effort. I think in, in, like, in the area, in like, I guess like the, the also the context of the show, and what we know about the like, just the dynamic between Richard and Emily and their daughter. It's like I think her getting pregnant at 16, and you know the fallout of like that's like that was like the complete polar opposite of like the the upper class expectations they had for her. I think like the effort that needs to be made by Richard and Emily in that context was so far out of their comfort zone that they didn't know how to make the effort. No, I and then, get the, it. And then it, was, and then it was too late by the time they, they figured it yeah, out. Yeah, I think you, know? you reach a point where you're like, it's too late to make a move now. Although I will maybe argue that it's never too late to make a move where your children are concerned. True. You know what I mean? It's never too late to like reach a hand out and be like, come. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that being said, it was kind of a... Um, a heartbreaking episode mm-hmm. for me but um do you want to talk about tristan for a minute oh right yes one of my favorite lines actually comes from this episode where he where he arrives at the the, the first birthday party on the friday and she's like Roy is disgusted that he's there. So disgusted. The look, I wish I can show you somehow through the airwaves Rory's face in this I think, moment. I think I sent Eleni a screenshot that I found on Instagram with like the, the quote from what she said in that scene and it was like Rory, like Tristan says, Well good like well, I think I'm in love with you and Roy's like, Well, good luck with that Like as if like get the hell away from yeah, me. Yeah, like literally I am not fucking interested in you. It's just like so disgusted, so like, like fuck off. <laughs> Why then, are you here? And then no sooner does that happen, then Richard comes over and he's like, Oh, you're friends with my granddaughter and apparently No, course- she he says, Who's your friend? She's like, I don't know, but this is Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You go, girl." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, and of course, like all of all of like the pr- all of like let's say all of the cute upper class men that Rory interacts with, like so- ha- somehow have a connection to her grandparents. Yeah, of course, because I get the impression that like Hartford, that rich society of Hartford, there's it's probably not that big. No, that's what so, I'm saying. So I small think world. exactly. Um, like then again, it's not at all surprising. Emily seems to know everyone at Chilton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone on the PTA, the headmaster whatever um just like the look of disgust though was pure comedic genius speaking of um, emily knowing everyone at children that reminded me of a, of a really funny line that's not from this episode i think it's from earlier on um when emily's telling lorelei something that like biddy charleston told her oh god biddy like, well, first of all what kind of name is that and second <laughs> saying like oh well biddy charleston told me this blah 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 and then lorelei says something to the effect of like what does she hide under his desk with a tape recorder? Like yeah. that is like that that kills me every time. I think so because um, I think she's alluding to something else. Yes, yes, she Anyways. is. Um, so in this episode, we also see Dean very briefly. Yes, at the, very very yes. briefly at the end. So um, Dean shows up to the birthday party, but like when the birthday party's done, to give Rory. Um, a small birthday present and Lorelai is kind of watching them through the window yeah. and I think this was also telling because Lorelai just has this fight with her parents where they're like 
where she's feeling in her head i think like they don't know me at all and then she sees like oh my god my daughter's not i guess seeing a boy and she hasn't told me and i i think she always thought that their relationship was different um but i think again i've i've mentioned this several other times before i think like little moments like those it's like telling it's like informing us what this show is going to be all about it's yeah. like it's like sh- it's like yeah, yeah they're planting the seed at this it's point. planting the seed and it's like hey look at us we're the gilmore girls we're super close my daughter my daughter's my best friend my, my mom's my best friend it's like psych we're not as close as you think that and it's also <laughs> but it's like any educated intelligent person watching this knows that like a that's kind of unhealthy yeah and b that's not that's not gonna be like that forever yeah and so it's like sure. it's, it's it's like it's like again whenever i say like gilmore girl exists in a tight little bubble of like cute comforting nothing ever bad happens in stars hollow like those little moments is like the one the bubble's being pierced because yeah. like any any like any person living on planet earth knows your bubble is going to be pierced mm-hmm. by something at some point so yeah, it's like they can't always be happy go lucky no so i think like in those moments it's like oh you're right uh, mother and daughter can only be so close. Yeah, but I think Lorelai gets a wake-up call when she sees that. You know For what sure. I mean? And in the next couple of episodes as well, where certain kissing happens. Right. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, um, so I just thought that that was... Right after they have this moment with Lorelai and Emily, then they set the stage for, like, a Lorelai-Rory potential... Not rift, but you're like, oh, my God, my daughter's keeping something. Yeah, and I don't think it was that deep. I think it was, like... No, but I think in the moment... Like, I think the look on Lorelai's face was, like, oh, my God. I mean, it was pure shock. Like, I I think the the look that I got from the the pure shock was, like, oh, my God, new step in my daughter's life. How am I going to handle this? How, how are we oh, going to deal with it? I saw it completely differently. Okay. I saw it as, like, which I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying I, I, maybe I was analyzing too much, but I saw it as, like, my daughter, my mom doesn't know me at all. Okay. Thank God I'm not like that with my daughter, and she was being, like, super, like, in her mind, kind of smug in that sense. Hmm. And then she sees Rory O'Dean, and she's like, holy shit. We're an Emily Lorelai. Because I, I know Lorelai, and I, she tends to catastrophize things sometimes. Yeah. I know Lorelai. <laughs> We're friends. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, from everything I know from, like, the later seasons and whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I, that's how I saw it. But it could be that she was just like, No, that's yeah. interesting because I never, I never thought of it that way. So you introduced me to a new perspective. I, nev- oh. I never put that much thought into that scene. Yeah, so. well, I just... I just thought the timing of it was... No, it's true, because that happens literally right after the whole debacle with Emily saying, you're yeah. right, I don't know my daughter at all. Exactly. So, so I don't know, I thought maybe no, I'm that's, looking too much into no, it. No, I think but... you're probably you're probably more more right than I am on right. that one. So. Yes, I win. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay and I want to talk about Luke for a minute in this episode. Oh, right, does he make, he makes a little birthday okay, table? yeah, so Laura, so, I sounded really delighted there. Um, but Rory and Lane walk into Luke's. Um, on the day of her birthday, um, and Lou goes, wrong table. And Rory's like, since when is there a right table? Since the coffee cake I baked for you and the stupid balloons I blew up are at <laughs> that, that table. table. She's oh, like, oh, Lou, you old softie. It's like, two, two, one more word and I take it away. <laughs> so I, I got, love that. Yeah. So because we've seen the whole series, whatever, we know that Luke has a really, really big heart, but it doesn't always come off that way because he's like super gruff and rough around the edges kind of thing. But it's, I think it's the first glimpse into, like, how much the town went into making Rory who she is. Yeah. Because Luke does that um, every single 
townsperson comes to her birthday. They're like talking about stories of when she thought like a tree was a fairy stump or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. Um, uh, Miss Patty's talking about how uh, she used to dance as a child, you know. And, that and I think failed. that yeah, that failed. <laughs> and I think that is also super jarring for Emily too because she's listening to That's, all yeah. this and she's like, my granddaughter has a whole life outside of the life that I wanted her to have. And that, like, I wanted my daughter to have. I think it's also, like, pleasant. I mean, like, pleasant surprise. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. Like, obviously, like, like disappointment that, like, I'm not part of it. But mm-hmm. also, like, pleasant surprise. Like, oh, wow, like, they're well, they, they're, they were well taken care of all this time. Yeah, for sure. Because afterwards, when they go upstairs, she's like, uh, this Miss Patty and Babette and, like, all these people. She's like, yeah, they're, one, like, Lorelai tells her, they're wonderful people. And I don't think she's disputing that at no. all. Because I think she also realizes in that moment all these people had a hand in making her granddaughter who she is. Yeah. And her granddaughter is like a lovely person, you know what I mean? But I still think it's like a little bit heartbreaking that she wasn't there to see it. Even though I'm mad at you, Emily, because you never visited your daughter's house. True. Fuck you. We'll leave it at that. Stupid Republican. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Richard in this episode was also very cute. Yeah, with the Cosmopolitan quiz in the magazine. Yes, yes. that quiz. So... Rory gives him a Cosmopolitan magazine and asks him, well, tells him that there's a quiz in there about if you, whether you're a fall or an autumn. No, that's the same word. Whether you're an autumn or a summer. Yeah. Or the spring. Something like that. Something like Seasons. that. Seasons. Whatever. It was a season. Um, I don't know. In my head, I always laugh. Like, just giving Richard a Cosmo magazine. Yeah, but it's like, it's cute how he's like, oh, thank you. I'm going to read this. Like, like cover to cover. <laughs> like, yeah. He seems super interested in it at the end, also. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just a magazine of, like, spice up your sex life, <laughs> giving that to your grandfather? That's yeah. hilarious. I can never imagine giving that to my grandfather. But, because of that quiz, are you ready? Yes. I want to do a quiz with Jeffrey. So I found a quiz that says, everyone's a Gilmore Girls character, which one are you? Are you ready to find out which Gilmore Girls character you are? Okay. Are you sure? You yes, don't sound very I'm sure. I'm ready. Okay. Um, before we start, though, who do you not want to get? Because I think this is really telling. Because I'm going to say something. Okay. I did this quiz as well, <laughs> and a thought popped into my head, and I don't know why I had it. So that's why I'm curious to know. Okay, I wouldn't want to be Dean. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be... <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be... Oh. Okay, for sure, Dean. Um, I could live with Logan. Um... I feel like the only character other than Dean I wouldn't want to be is Michelle, but I feel like I, w- I feel like I would get Michelle because we share a lot of the same qualities. Why wouldn't you want to be Michelle? Because <sighs> I share a love-hate relationship with Michelle. The first time I watched the show, Elaine's giving me a very disgusted look right now. I'm not disgusted. I'm more like... Shocked? I don't know what's happening right now. I'm questioning <laughs> the first, things. Okay, so the first time that I watched Gilmore Girls... I thought um, we all loved Michelle. I don't hate him. But, That's very different from we all love Michelle. Yeah. No, it's like, it's very, like, there's some episodes where I'm like, he's very lovable and charming like everybody else, but there's other episodes where I'm like, okay, you're really, you're really getting on my nerves kind of thing. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> proceed with this quiz before I rip Jeffrey's head off. Like, the first time that I watched it all the way through, it took me to, like, season five for me to figure out whether or not I hated him or loved him. Like, it was a very, it was a very, like, tumultuous time. You're the worst. Okay, we're moving <laughs> on. We're moving on. So, ready? First question is pick a color. Orange, purple, green, blue, red, black, pink, or yellow. Purple. Purple. Okay. Next one is pick an animal. Bear, lion, elephant, dolphin, parrot, puppy, monkey, or cat. Puppy. Puppy. 
How do you typically spend a Friday night? Oh boy. Movies and junk food? <laughs> trying out a new recipe? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess they're trying to get you to be Suki in this one. Uh, studying for next week's test. No longer in school. Yay. <laughs> Volunteering. Working at your part-time job. Reading. Having a drink with friends or visiting family. Okay. Ideally, movies and junk food. Okay. Ideally. Yeah. Sometimes it's part-time job, but okay. we'll leave it Ideally, we'll, yeah. we'll pick that one. Pick a school subject. Fashion. Was that, was that a school subject where you went to? No. Okay. Me either. <laughs> History. Culinary arts. Writing, English, film, business, or foreign language? Writing. Writing. As if somebody's going to pick fucking <laughs> fashion. Or foreign language. Like Pick a dessert. Dark chocolate ganache tart. Cupcake. Cheesecake. Cookie. Why are you making this <laughs> face? <laughs> Cookies, pie, cake pops, brownies, or ice cream? I'm going to go with brownies. And Why I like, were you making was, that face? Because I hate cheesecake. Cheesecake is disgusting. Oh my god, I picked cheesecake. <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, I know. Okay. Which word best describes you? Loyal, kind, outgoing, dedicated, edgy, fun, intelligent, or creative? Let's go with dedicated. Dedicated. Are you ready for your results? Mm, okay, give it to me. You're Lorelai Gilmore. I'm completely fine with that. I was Lorelai Gilmore also. Okay. So I guess we're not that all, all that different yeah. based on the science of BuzzFeed quizzes. I mean, you hate cheesecake. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yes, and I have a love-hate relationship with Michelle Girard, so I'm guessing that's also a bonus I don't know. We're discovering a lot of things in this episode, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't emotionally prepared for this. It's funny, because I actually had that written down in my notes for one of our very first episodes, and I ended up crossing it out, and, I didn't, and I didn't... My thing about Michelle, I didn't mention it in like our very first episodes. I was going to just... Thank God you didn't mention it then. We might have said fuck it to this podcast exactly. and never done this. <laughs> now we're too far in. You're stuck with me, darling. I don't know what else to say. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> like, no, like there's obviously some episodes where like I, he's just he's funny and, and like just very Michelle and I'm and I'm and it's, he makes me laugh. But there's other times where it's like I really kind of want to. One jump. example. Give me an example of a time that he did not like where you were where he was getting on your nerves. Because I have an example where he was getting on my nerves, but I don't I don't I I, I still love him. Okay, I there's like there's probably, there's probably like little instances that don't come to mind because like it's just in one ear or the other. I don't care. So, but the, the only one that really comes to mind, but where he really he really pissed me off, and I feel like we've discussed this before, either on the podcast or off the podcast. I feel like we have discussed this. Chow dying. Yes. My God, his pet died. Yeah, I know. Understandable. Second point. Um. He made. He was just being such a freaking melodramatic bitch with with the whole thing. He was like, "I'm sorry, my dog died." Came in. It's like I understand your dog died, but it's not a person. So can we just can we just like <laughs> like he was being a little too much. Like he was being a bit melodramatic in my uh, opinion. And what, what what was happening in that episode where Lorelai was like not prioritizing his dog's funeral? Like I don't remember what it was. Okay, well, this is season seven, by the way. Um, she was in the middle of a crisis with Christopher, but A, I don't give a fuck because it's Christopher, and B, Lorelai, you never share with your friends. True. So how is he supposed to know? Yeah, I know. I think it was more just like his, he was kind of, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to disvalue a pet dying because I have gone through that, but at the same time, 
like it's like you're you're kind of act like it was like like I'm the on another level like it's just a dog like can we okay. move on? Yeah, we're moving on from this topic of conversation <laughs> because I can't with you anymore. I can't. Like if I feel like you're just being melodramatic about a dog's funeral and like acting as if it was like a person's funeral, like do you know like do you, would you throw a funeral for your dog? I mean, like a formal funeral as it, in this vein, like that he was doing. And okay, like, number one, we've already established that Charles Paul is fucking quirky true okay <laughs> number two when my dog died i was devastated as was i i had an anxiety attack in the middle of the vet's office true story my mother's boyfriend did not know how to deal with it left the room <laughs> <laughs> my mother was trying to unzip my coat as if that was gonna fucking make a difference it was really funny but also i can't imagine my dog now dying i'll probably throw him a funeral Okay. Like I kiss him good night every night. I feel like that. I feel like we're just. It's pro- this is probably a sticky area because we like you. It's probably because I'm biased. I don't really love the character in these in these instances where he's being kind of whiny and melodramatic. So I'm probably a little biased when it, when in this when this pisses me off more than other times. So. I was not expecting this today. No, and um, you. I was mo- not expecting. This podcast might not return next week. I was not expecting to be so attacked today. Okay, now we're being dramatic. You, Michelle, will go sit in the corner. I don't know how to move on from this. There was one episode. Okay, the one I do, I do really like in the earliest seasons where Michelle and Suki are always fighting in the kitchen. I like that. Those are times where I find him enjoyable. And the episode, obviously, the the quote from the first episode. I think it is the the pilot where he says, "I can't talk to more people today. They're particularly people are particularly stupid today." that I like she um Elena's not very happy with me right now so I think we're gonna have to end it end it here and maybe you'll see us next week maybe you won't I don't I don't know what you said <laughs> uncomfortable silence guys I have to go <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore friendship over what you're hearing now is this is the silence of a dead friendship Bye, guys. (laughs) Don't know what to do anymore. Take care. Maybe you'll see us next week. Maybe you won't.